Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today we're going to be discussing New Year's resolutions. It's that time of year once again. Uh, But more importantly, we're going to talk about how to make them stick long-term for verifiable results. And, um, you know, we were just talking about before we got on, every January the, the memberships in the gyms just swell up for about a month maybe two, and then boom, everybody's gone. Well, everybody's setting New Year's resolutions to lose weight, add muscle, uh, lean out, get stronger. Um, Those are all great goals, but you got to do it for more than 30 days. So I did some, uh, I did a little research that you might find interesting. I wanted to kind of like dig into um, these um, um, New Year's resolutions and, and see what numbers they had behind them. And and as it turns out, 35% of us that make resolutions break them by the end of January. So this goes along with what I was just talking about, you know. I don't believe that. That means that, that means, that means that what, 65% succeed? Well, for for a month. For a month. How does it go down as the months go down? Yeah, so you can figure, you know, it's it's incrementally going down. Yeah, but I would I would probably say that most people quit within the first month. Yeah, it keeps going down till you get to zero. Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to. Well, we can talk. We can get more in depth. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, um, according to this study, I was looking at only 23 percent will stick to the the resolutions, and. And one thing I was reading was saying, look, don't call them resolutions, call them goals. You know, goals are more specific and you can kind of adhere to them a little bit better. Um, Another thing somebody said was, you know, choose a maximum of maybe three to four goals for the whole year. You know, don't overwhelm yourself uh, and then just kind of break them down into baby steps, you know, so you accomplish a little baby step one at a time, and before you know it, you've hit your goals. Um, well, it's and, just, so, just so easy. Marty, what was the name of your article, Resolution Sucker? What was it? <laughs> what was oh, it? Why You Fail. Yeah, Why You Fail, okay. Yeah. Every, every year, I write the same article. Yeah. Why Your New Year's Resolutions Are Doomed to Failure. Right. Yeah. Good. Let's and, talk about it. Yeah. And I think, but I think one of the reasons too that uh, a lot of them fail is because it looks like most people are looking for immediate results, immediate payoffs, and if they don't see that right away, they're out. Yeah. You know. So. <clears throat> yeah. So have a plan, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So. <clears throat> all right. So Jim, let's talk about resolutions. Okay. Do they work? How can we make them work? You know, let's let's get it. Let's try to help people so that they, you know, in 2020, they can meet their weight loss goals. They can meet their strength goals and and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I think when they when people talk about resolutions, they think of it in a very long term way. And I think that unless you're super strong mentally, you're sort of doomed to failure. So I, I always, you know, and I know there's a movement out there where people say goals don't work. I, I know of no um, professional athletes. I know of no powerlifters who are elite or weightlifters who don't set goals. 
you know what I mean? Or bodybuilders. So um, I don't know. Do you guys, you guys set goals, don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to. And, you know, you write them down. You plan them out. It's almost like periodization, you know. You, uh, yeah. you Sometimes you work backwards and, you you know, you end up hitting your goal 12 weeks yeah. later. I, mean, I um, like the idea of, I mean, you know, I have online clients. I have people who are, you know, 350 pounds and, you know, I want to get down to 225. I say, all right, man, let's just take today. Let's just take today. You got to you got to beat today, make today, right. and we'll go tomorrow. You know, and I said, you know, just try to be as realistic as you can. But the problem is, is that people don't know what realistic is. Oh, why can't I lose 50 pounds this month? And if they don't do it, it's, you know, oh, I'm going back to eating, you know, Twinkies and Cheetos. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there has to be, I, pray it tastes I think there has to be an understanding of, you know, what is reasonable and what is realistic in, in weight training goals and in weight loss or weight gain or whatever, you know, what the human body can actually do, you know, especially if you're not um, used to doing that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you're so, exactly right. And um, short-term go short-term goals, which could be a week, you know, um, you know, medium, medium, which would be, you know, maybe three to six months. And then, you know, and I was thinking about this before we went on when I, had my goals. I always wanted to squat eight, bench five, deadlift seven. That was always like out there, but I never said, "Oh, I have to do this in six months." But yeah, you, you know? have to set shorter term goals to be. I able was to like, I better do seven hundred for a double. Yeah. Point and you know, and then when you write out your training cycle, very similar. I would think you know how when Marty talks about how they set out their training cycle, they go backwards. You know, figure yeah. out where you want to be, right? Yeah. Um, and then that becomes sort of short-term goals. Every every step, you know, becomes another goal. Well, you know, and you when you learn how to do that with fit with fitness, you learn how to do that in other areas of your life too. If you have a business, or you know, if you're a parent, or you know, at your job or whatever. Um, so this kind of helps yeah. you, with, uh, uh, you know, attain yeah. those goals as well in other parts of your life. You know, you today, you JP, you sound like uh, you have a very Oprah-ish tone about you today oprah remember oprah where he life. is marty remember that's where he is oprah that's <laughs> what i'm sensing from you all right look let's get let's get, let's real. get serious real. marty come on <clears throat> it's simple from the time you make a fitness resolution a serious one when that day you launch it an internal clock goes off and you have x amount of time to generate some sort of realistic tangible measurable improvement improvement is what regenerates or enthusiasm right right you know if you improve you lose and it comes down to two things i'm sorry it's either lose fat or gain muscle or both yeah and if you're able to do that, and I think most people have about 10 days to, you should be feeling better within the first week. You should be some sort of measurable look within 10 days. And at 14 days and 21 days and 30 days, you should be like getting into the deal. The second month is when you develop your rhythm. The third month is when you peak out. We look to do this thing in 10 to 12 weeks. And again, first four weeks is that you're just, you're learning. You're learning the system. And the system has to have three 
interlocking elements, has to have a cardiovascular training element, right, Jimmy? Yep. Got to have aerobics of some sort, people. Sorry. You've got to have a strength training element. You've got to have a nutritional element. If you don't have all three, your results are going to be subpar. You need to get it locked down completely from the beginning. There's no like ramp up. There's no fumbles. There's no mulligans. There's no takeovers. You know what I mean? Once it goes down, you have to lock it down. Once it is locked down, look for real results at the end of the first week feeling better because you're detoxing, right? You're getting all the shit out of your system, all the Twinkies, the Ho-Hos, the soft drinks, yeah. the beer on Tuesday, you know, you know what I mean? And it all goes. And by the end of the second week, you should be looking and feeling better. Right now, does that mean you've lost 10 pounds? No, but uh, your lifts are certainly up, right, Jim? Yeah, but even if it's just feeling better, well, that's enough. But I'm saying that's going to happen at the end of the first week, right. just from the, so detoxif- just from the detoxification. You yeah. don't understand how much poison and how many chemicals you have in your system. And when you get tight on a transformative nutritional program, you can have high fat food, but it's got to be quality food. Yeah. You can't be chemically saturated industrial food that comes out of a can and, you know, is frozen. You know, it's yeah. different. So high Let fat, Marty, you. you're talking about maybe like salmon or red oh, yeah. meats? Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah. what guys live on. Now, I if, if you go with a high fat approach, which I do because I'm like a caveman. Then you have to cut back in the carbs. You've got to get you've got to cut back in the starch. Refined carbs are gone. Bye-bye. If it's man-made, if it's industrial, if it's a grain, if it's a bread, if it's a pastry, it's whatever, bye. It's out. If you're serious. How, how long do you give yourself to wean off of all that stuff? It's day one, baby. Boy, but we're that's doing, tough for a lot doing, of people to do. Well, too bad. Too bad. <laughs> well, well, then I guess you're not going to get those results in the first seven to ten days. Yeah. I'm telling you. You, no, lock, I hear you. you lock it all down. For seven damn days. If you can't do it for seven days, come on, man. We're just playing around. Dude, let me let me ask you a question. You both your a question. So, how long? So, when you diet, and to, do you know that? Oh, I'm going to stick to this. I'm not. When, I'm, when I'm, you I'm, see I'm, results, when you feel it, when you that's what I'm saying. Yeah, At I know. The end of two I, weeks, I, mean, you know, your, you've done it. You've done it a million times. No, I know. Say, All right, we go. Today's the day. It's Monday. Bang. It's on. Don't well, you tangibly, well, aren't you, you've co- you come down from what, 235 to probably 225 within the first two weeks. Yeah, that's true. But what I'm saying is after so about. You lock everything day, down completely right from day one. Everybody talks about what's it, 21 days to make a habit. I, I don't think it doesn't take. Maybe that's an average, but after three or four days of just doing it right, I, I know I'm on the right. You know, I'm. I'm it's a psychological momentum. It's yeah, yeah it's that's, psychological. You got to be and physiological. It's, you got to be ready to do this. You got to be mentally strong, and you got to be 100 percent into it. But there's also hormonal things that are going on. If you're exercising intensely, you're getting the hormonal buzz. You're getting the serotonin. You're getting the adrenaline. You're getting getting the endorphins, all these beautiful hormones, because you're exercising intensely. If you're not exercising intensely, you're, again, it's just playtime. Do we go, let me ask you, 
Yeah. Let me ask you real quick. Do we go 102% effort right out of the gate if we're deconditioned yeah. or whatever you want yeah. to call it? Yeah, but it's 102% of your deconditioned self. Right. Right. So if it's somebody, the problem it's a little is... Bit, you're, just, you're just doing... I mean, okay, so you jump in at maybe cardio. Okay, you're out of shape. Well, let's jump in at what, 10 minutes? Right. Okay, let's go 10 minutes. Okay, we're going to yeah. go 10 minutes. And how far, how, far, how far did you get? Well, I got... A, you can either do it by di- distance and time... Or time and distance, right? Duration. Okay, well, say I'm going to walk for 10 minutes. We have to have some measure on that. How far did I go in 10 minutes? Now, tomorrow, if I went, whatever, uh, how far can you go in 10 minutes? Uh, A mile. Um, Then tomorrow, I'm going to go a mile and a tenth in 10 minutes. I'll keep the duration, but attempt to go faster, right? Or I can extend the duration one minute each session. Keep, yeah, that's in, right. keep the intensity, keep the 10 minute intensity, but session two, 11 minutes, session three, 12 minutes, session three, 13 minutes. Well, guess what? If you start at 10 within 20 sessions, you're up to 30 minutes. And, and a lot of times, yeah, go. And a lot of times, if you just set that 10 minute, you'll end up going further. You know, if you just say, I only got to do 10 minutes, what the hell is that? That's nothing. And, I, and I'm you in the pocket. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the pocket. I'm in the pocket. I'm in the groove. I don't want right. to quit. Right. Yeah, and, good. and I think if you're reasonable right out of the gate, you're you're giving it 102 percent effort, but you're reasonable about like 10 minutes or whatever. I think it's, uh, I, I think you're not gonna just blast yourself out in the first couple of days because you're going, oh my god, I can't move, I'm sore. No, I've never no, done no it. one's talking about that. We're talking about you take it up to your comfortable limit, you hold it there as long as comfortable, and you're done. That's right. That's all. We just bump up against the edge of our capacity. It's not like boot camp <laughs> where we're just beating people up just mindlessly. Like, yeah. oh, now we're going to do uh, we're going to do a uh, hundred jumping jacks followed by, uh, uh, you know, 50 burpees. And, yeah, I mean, come on, this clown but, school. But I can't tell you fun. how important the intensity is going to 102%. I mean, I see so many you people keep in the saying, gym. You keep saying 102%. That's scaring people. That They're thinking like, oh, I'm going to be trying to clean and jerk 400. You're going to the lip of your capacity. Of your capacity. Your current capacity on that day. Yeah, not somebody time. on Instagram's capacity. Your no, capacity. and also you might be down on Saturday at, and be at 70% because of bad shit that's happened at work or overtime or fights with your wife. Who, yeah. who knows? But that's okay because you can still work to the edge of your capacity on that diminished 70% right. day. Right. Right. But it's important okay. to and then, Yeah, to then I'm having a great day. Ooh, I'm feeling great. Okay, well, maybe you'll set a, a yeah. current EPR on that day. Yeah. You know, oh, so I got nine reps, man. I, feel, I, I did it the other day. Um because I had a good day, but I, you know, today I didn't have such a good day and I was off. That's okay because I, I, I did, went as far as I could. And that applies to strength training and cardio. But I see so many people in the gym and have for forever uh, that just wander around mindlessly and do a set here and there. And, you know, with, with 20 pounds and do 10 or 15 and set well, it why, down. Why, and, why are we even discussing them? Well, because I'm saying intensity is just so very important. And 
You know, you've got to, uh, that's got to be the, the whole part of your... That ain't a matter of, that ain't a matter of intensity. That's a, that's a matter of, they've, they, they're, they're moronic. They have well, no Well, I no even question why you go in. Yeah, well, they were fine. Then, then great, great. Because they feel good about fitness. Why, let's not waste time on those types. There's, yeah. there's, they, there's no hope for them. I don't care about them. Right. Let them wander around. I feel I feel no urge to save them like fitness <laughs> Jesus. Am I fitness Jesus? No, I'm not. Am I Black Moses? No, I'm not. <laughs> Black Moses, man, Isaac Hayes. You, you showed uh, your, I love your it. age, Shaft. Come on. Come on. Uh, I mean, you know, that incremental approach with cardio can yeah. be used with the diet too. For instance, absolutely. If I'm 12 weeks out of doing something, I'll have beef and sweet potatoes and, you know, maybe a cup of rice. And then as the weeks go by, drop the rice. Then I switch to fish. Keep, you know, instead of some MCTs. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can have a plan like that, too. And if somebody is has never dieted, remember, a lot of people don't know what the hell to eat. They they you think everybody knows a little bit, but I swear to God, they really don't, especially if they're super heavy. And if you just say, and I think I talked about this the other week too, all right, no carbs after seven tonight or no eating after seven tonight. Oh, okay. That automatically cuts to a lot of these people's calories down by 500 to a thousand calories. Well, we start with anything that's made by man or that comes in a bag or a can, you can't have. I know, but I'm saying if somebody. No, 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 no. Sorry. That's what we got to start with. And the ice cream with the chocolate syrup. And the light beer, it's all got to go. We got to start with that. Now, you can heavy up on the good food. That we're not telling you to survive in a thousand calories. Would eat, you recommend? Eat, 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 eat. Would you right. recommend starting eat, eat. all this with a fast? Oh, man. Well, no, I don't know. No, that's, 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 that's the high level, man. That's different. That's for like an intermediate or advanced athlete. All right. We're just talking about normal people. No, just clean up your. Clean up the content. That's what we started with. Clean up the content. You know, you know what it is. You can't have the chips in a bag, but you can have something else that's nutritious. And you know, it's it's okay. We're not starving you, but you you just just clean up the chemicals. Get that out. What okay. can uh? Now I know what you mean. You got to be strong mentally, but I mean the the truth is a lot of people are surviving out there on just crap. You know. <laughs> So to change that, to flip that off is very hard. Now, suppose oh, you well, do it. Oh, well, too bad. I guess then they're doomed to failure. Next. What's the What's the <laughs> best way to, you know, combat those sugar cravings and, and all that other stuff that they're going to have? What? what? <laughs> wrap me in bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. Like yes, you said a couple of weeks ago. Hey, you know, I look, I get your hardcore way of thinking. I totally get it. I'm in that camp too. It's not hardcore. It's the only way. If it's young, it is the only way, way, but it's the only way. And that's a lot of people saying. struggle with it. And if you can't, well, too bad. Then you don't make the cut. It's nothing personal, but there's no interim baby step halfway measure that gets results. <laughs> it's well, not there. What you're saying, Marty, you're saying uh, you're also talking about incrementally doing things, too. And I think you Correct. guys are in the same ballpark here. No, you know, because I'm not in the same ballpark with everybody. Listen, because no. I think JP's saying now nah, you got to do it incrementally and you're saying cut all that stuff out. But still, it's incremental. Right. Just like you're walking, you know. So when you're saying 
you know, don't don't cut your calories. You can eat. You're just saying you you can eat this kind of food. You can eat as much as as you want of it. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. I always tell people, especially if they ample. switch, switch but, to but, high but, fat, but you're taking out ample calories too. If you take, if you're a, right. a normal American yeah. that's living on a lot of processed foods and eating a lot of chips and having some ice cream and whatever, you know. Uh, guacamole, whatever, you know, cheese whiz, whatever it is. And you take that out. Velveeta. Velveeta. Oh, Velveeta. <laughs> right yeah. I get it. You're right away. You're dropping. That you've, you've, you've created a caloric deficit there. Well, let's fill that caloric deficit up with the good stuff and like have another steak or have a burger and right. put some cheese on it. If you want a couple of slices of bread, go ahead. Yeah, but that's all you're having. You're just having a couple of slices of bread. You're not having you know, pie with ice cream with, uh, you know, apple turnovers, you know. Right. And with your guidelines, it's not going to be Wonder Bread. It's going to be, you know, yeah, something, that's dark, something that's full of fiber. And yeah. Like we have up here, we have uh, potato bread, which is a local delicacy. It's yeah. just, so, you know, we have a, you have a giant, giant cheeseburger and it's like, man, I'm full. Right. Man, and it's, and if I'm still hungry, have another one. My, I used to, t in high school, when I was trying to gain weight, my dad would make me like six <laughs> pork roll pickle, cheese, and mustard sandwiches on potato buns. Yes. Oh, my God. Six. I would eat them all before lunch. I had to get my oh. buddy Carlo to give me $1.25 for another lunch. <laughs> Marty and I had the last lunch shift. So it was either we were able to go back through the line at the end because they were going to throw the food out. Yeah. So it was like all you could eat. We keep going back, and I remember going back three or four times. It was great, but you had to be on that last lunch shift. Yep. And I always fell asleep in whatever class followed lunch. Oh yeah. Because I ate so much, I just ten just pounds of food zone out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, you know when they people go high fat. Oh, I'm I'm hungry. I'll get get four tablespoons of mayonnaise. Eat, eat that. You won't be hungry. Mm. Have to. Or have, a rib, or have a rib steak instead well, of a rib eye. Mayonnaise? mayonnaise? Do you really eat mayonnaise like that? Hell yeah. No, no, no. My Probably point is that in my blood. eat enough fat to be satiated when you make that switch. If you're going to make that switch to high fat diet. So people try to diet when they're doing that. No, you got to have a lot of fat. And that will satisfy you while you're going through these cravings. If you eat a lot of fat, you're not going to want to eat anything else. I mean, that fat more satiates appetite. And it's one of the beauties of that whole diet is that you're satiated, you're full. You can't even look at food if you eat, if you do that, you know. I, I watch all those survival survivor shows and the Alaska shows and the alone show. I love alone. They just put you out on an island. It's like, okay, there you go. And the biggest problem that they have is lack of fat. Even though they can get protein like from rabbits yeah. and lean oh. fish because there is no fat. Yeah, it 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 just melts their bodies, and it's the fat is the prime nutrient. That's why back in primal times, before there was agriculture, humans would would follow migrating herds. Right. So as the as whatever the buffalo went north to south, seasonally the humans would go on. They're parasites on the edge of the the buffalo herds, along with all the other large animals and stuff, right. because that was the source of that was the only consistent source of fat yeah and they were eating the organs and everything first oh that, yeah that and was, then that the was the filet mignon 
they give the muscle meat to the dogs or whatever, you know, and that's why a lot of the, uh, I don't know if it was the Spanish or the pilgrims or whatever, were having lots of problems. They were eating the muscle meat, but they weren't surviving. And the Indians were like, you're eating the wrong stuff. Open it up. They call it, they call it rabbit fever. Exactly. The rabbit, the rabbit syndrome or something. Yeah. You can eat because rabbits are so low in fat. You can eat like five rabbits a day and starve to death. Yeah. 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 Because there's no fat. Yeah. So again, but the, the problem with fat is number one, what is the quality of the fat? Because there's different qualities of fat, even among long chain fats. Uh, there's a difference in quality between uh, fat taken from a, an outdoor animal that's lived a healthy life and gotten vitamin D sunshine and a concentration camp animal that's, you know, never seen the sunshine and the, its feet have never been on the ground and it's loaded yeah. full of uh, steroids and and uh, things to keep from yeah. you know, shit ripping through the herd and killing all the birds. So you got to have a Mennonite farm near you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Or pay the big money at, uh, you know, the Whole Foods and the, you know, the expensive places for the yeah. for the, uh, you know, the organic meat. But the good fat. You can't have the fat and you can't have the carbs. Right. It really has to be one or the other. Yeah. Um, if you're a high fat person like me, you you just you got to tone down the carbs. If you have fat and carbs, you get fat. No question. So, and that's you know, that's the main bugaboo for most people is that they want to have it all. And if you want to get leaned out, you have a choice. Now, if you're looking to put on mass, then you know go ahead and have both. Go yeah. ahead. Now. Go to oh, Golden yeah. Corral. Yeah. Oh man, come on. <laughs> but you know, um, I've been listening to you talk about nutrition for a long time, and um, you know, just I've been more mindful of not mixing fats with carbs. And I think if a lot of people were just to, to uh, you know eat either or and, yeah. and quit combining, I think it would make a, a big difference. No, I think you're right. The problem is with the carb-heavy diet is that you're hungry all the time. I mean, yeah. You know, then the, the the insulin going up and insulin going down, you know, it's just it's really tough. And um, there's, there's and and you know, other than fat, uh, fiber, carb, and protein, everything else is undigested sugar. Okay, that's that's profound. If it's not fat, if it's not protein, if it's not fiber, carb, it's going to turn into sugar. Right. in your body when it's eaten and, and digested and broken down. Yeah. So, and again, and sh- sugar spikes insulin and there's no fat burning if there's insulin in the system. Right. And again, when you talk about fats, you're talking about high quality fats. I think a lot of people are still hung up on, oh, fats, you know, I got to I got to minimize the fat or otherwise it's dangerous. It'll raise my cholesterol. Yeah, it'll clog up my arteries and kill me. I'll that That's all pretty much been... Attack debunked right i mean yeah, as long exactly. as it's good fat exactly yeah, there's yeah. no trans fat yeah so, which trans fat that's chemical see that that's from the processed foods we're talking about that's right the exactly that you want to avoid and you get and when when people when they do two things when they exercise particularly when they do cardio and they get rid of the chemicals and they detox they're, they get this feeling, this rush of energy that they haven't had since they were kids. And then they say, why haven't I done this my whole life? 
and they're just like bouncing around because because they've got two things going for them. First, they've stimulated and reawakened the cardio cardiopulmonary system and the you know the heart, the lungs, the the capillary arterial networks pumping the blood and flushing and you know what I mean, which yeah. they haven't done living their normal sedentary life. So they just walk around and you know now all of a sudden those organs are, are flushing and pumping and and they got that and then they got they're getting stronger from their strength training and then they're getting detoxed from the lack of chemicals. That's why I say at the end of seven days they should be like, man, I feel great. And the answer is that's right, you do. And that magnifies and keeps going. And yes, you do use the small, tiny, incremental baby steps. The, the old Indian phrase, we eat the elephant one bite at a time. And at the end of 12 weeks, and you have a periodized game plan in cardio, you have a periodized game plan in strength training, you have a periodized game plan in nutrition. Have and you had all, people going on simultaneously? Have you had people that you've trained who after seven days, haven't lost weight, but have been like, I feel wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and so, yeah. Some of them are a little more, uh, what, stubborn in terms of the weight loss. But the weight loss, if it doesn't come in seven days, it comes in 10 days or yeah, you know, right. 14 days. But it will come yeah. because the body has no choice. Yeah. When you combine uh, it cardio, which they haven't been doing, with, uh, with power eating, uh, taking all the junk out, right? That right there, between the cardio and the cleaned-up nutrition, there's the fat loss. Yeah. Right. You're stimulating the metabolism. You're cleaning up the the, the food content, and boom, they the fat, and and you're not spiking insulin all the time. Also, I give them permission to not eat breakfast. I don't believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I don't eat it. I haven't for. 30 years not since now if i was on a mass building program yes i would eat my breakfast but the rest of the time i'm a, like an intermittent fasting guy i really don't take my first real food of the day till 2 30 in the afternoon yeah. i eat big for maybe four four hours or more if i want um but i start off with a heavy protein it might be a, like a pound of shrimp or a steak you're not so hungry after you finish a pound of shrimp no, no. right Particularly if it's delicious. Yeah, well. <laughs> so anyway, that's the, that's the philosophy. And again, we tell them that. Hey, man, if you, like it's a big guy, oh, I don't want to die. They think they're going to have to eat um, a steamed chicken breast, what, a stalk of steamed broccoli and some steamed white rice, right? Yeah. Six, six times a day. And we're like, no, man, uh, you can have a steak. No, no way. Yeah, you can have a steak. You can have a pound of shrimp. You can have six eggs. You can have six eggs and some bacon. Yeah. Okay? But can't have the bread, can't have the dessert, can't have, you know what I mean? And But you got to get satiated on the protein and the fat. Yeah, and I think, you know, just switching gears a little bit, the, the workout itself, the training, I, I think they, that a lot of people think it's going to take forever. And really, you can say, Listen, man, you're going to be back in your truck or car or whatever, 20 minutes, you know, yeah, you because, can, they're so, because they're so weak. Yes. It's when you're untrained and when you're weak, it's, it's it takes stimulant. no time to work through a strength training program. Right. You need right. two sets, three sets at the most. Boom. Right. You're done. Well, I mean, back. even at your Boom. strongest, you're not in there all day. I mean, it's, no. it's surprisingly, uh, you know, it, it's surprising to, to hear 
how you guys and guys you've trained and trained with and all that, how little, um, you know, you spend in the gym, how minimalistic it is a lot of times. Oh, most of the time you guys aren't in the, in the gym more than an hour, right? Never. Oh, an hour. God, no, I don't yeah, know. See? So even at the peak of your, your lifting, 30, 30 minutes. Most, yeah. And that, that's a long time. Just for example, today I did 10 sets of squats in <laughs> 15 minutes, 20 minutes yeah. for the, for a half hour that I was gone. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. And my legs uh, were the worst hell. What did I do the other day? I did um, Olympic press out of the rack, uh, supersetted with identical grip uh, pull downs. Mm. Right. So I had the push thing going and the pull thing going. Right. right. I worked up small jumps. I think it ten, 10 sets. I think it took me 10 sets to get up to my time. And I only did triples. That's my new thing. Three is the new five. Yeah. <laughs> Five's yeah. the new ten. Mm. The older I, the older I get, the the more the reps uh, crush my recovery. Yeah. Right. Right. Like a set of ten hits me like a set of twenty used to. Interesting. I think right. I did all of about six or seven sets today for for back and biceps combined. You know what? Kirk is getting strong as hell, and all he does is singles, doubles, and occasionally a triple. Yeah. He just comes in. He works up to a. a Big set of squats, uh, like a single, I'm done. But it could be 550 or 600, you know. And the same thing in the deadlift. And that's it. And he can't bench. His shoulders are bothering him. So he squats and he benches, working up to a single. Occasional triple. triple. Uh, And you know what? He gets stronger every week. Oh, he gets more muscular every week, too, I think. Every week, just working up. It's like, you know, he hates, you know, I don't want to say it because, you know, him and Chalet don't get along, but it, it, it <laughs> reminds me of watching Chalet train again. That's the way Mark used to do. Mark used to come in, work up to a single rep in the squat and the bench on Monday, a single rep in the deadlift on Thursday. Boom, see you later. That's all the training I do. Let me get back on the phone, right? Had one of those giant, remember those giant cell phones with the long antenna? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'd walk around in that in his suit he spent more time when he's on the phone than he did training <laughs> <laughs> and he got so strong as hell I mean that's the ultra minimalism that you can get away with if the intensity is there yeah and, and I think people actually have to understand just how important, important the weight training is to the whole program yes. like if you had to give up something it would be the cardio before you gave up the weight training because you yep. can replicate a lot of the benefits from cardio, you know, by supersetting or tri-setting or, mm-hmm. or doing some you know, more reps or whatever. But you mm-hmm. can't replicate what you can do in the weight room anywhere else. And you need to be strong and resilient. Strength equates to resiliency and resistance to disease and injury. And being strong makes you more um, hardy, right? No question. And that's your base. And cardio comes comes quick really does it once you get serious about it in cardio you need to be consistent right that cardio is more of an everyday thing where strength training is not right. uh, well you can do strength training every day if you if you stack it right like you know what i mean jim put it you up know. but if if they're yeah. just off two to three days a week is enough man oh or or you know if you're pushed one day a week you can do all three lifts one that's the way my boys are doing it you've seen them jimmy yeah, you, you don't see these guys. 
These guys are all muscled up and they're just a bunch of local guys. I mean, they're just, it's like a, like, it's amazing. And all they do is they squat, they bench, they dead one time a week. Now we do do reps, you know, we do what fives for four weeks, threes for four weeks, doubles and singles for four weeks, right? right? That's our classical 12 week cycle and everybody progresses. Everybody gets bigger. Everybody gets stronger. A lot of that is psychological because they get, they lift in front of a group. Right. Yeah. And they're lifting in front of you and Kirk too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's yeah. exactly, that's exactly right. And that's, uh, that's Squat. right. That's priceless. <laughs> now these guys are muscling up quite a bit and getting stronger. Are they leaning out quite a bit too? It's, it's not their goal though, is it, Marty? It's not yeah, their goal, I don't well, think. No, but, but, but nobody's, nobody's adding fat because they'd get so ridiculed on that. If anybody got, got fat, it'd be like unacceptable. It's like, no, man. I had um, a famous trainer one time tell me about a student of his that pushed his deadlift from 550 to, to 600. And then I asked the magical question. I said, did he add any body weight during the process? Uh, the trainer didn't know. I talked to the guy. Yeah, he added 30 pounds of body weight. Yeah. So, so his deadlift went up 50 pounds, but he added 30 pounds of body weight. I said, no, oh, that's no gain at all, man. That's terrible. Right? That's not, that's not the way you do it because you know that 30 pounds was nothing but blubber. Yeah. Right? So, no, we don't, we don't want that kind of a, a gain. No, none of that. Um. And, and you know they all lift in weight classes too. So you 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 try to you want to be big in your weight class, right? The worst thing you can be is like stuck in the middle, like like my dumbass training partner Chuck Miller for ten years weighed two ten. He's got to meet this weekend. Great. Was he weighed two ten? I don't know. <laughs> right. And but I said Chuck, go down to ninety eight or go up. You know, one, okay, I'll do that, Marty. No, nothing. <laughs> Never. We love stay, stay the same. It's frozen, right? So anyway, but again, he did. He had the world's greatest tan. He was the uh, a, a world champion tanner. A lot of people didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. That's, honestly, yeah. Him and uh, Zonker Harris were about the, the same era. We need to have Chuck on the show. That'd be wonderful. You I actually do, think, yeah. Do you think that people would be able to understand his accent? Yeah, yeah. Just we'll, we'll translate. Yeah. We could have a translation, yeah. Yeah. So he speaks deep West Virginia. We'll do, uh, when I edit the uh, podcast, we'll put subtitles up there. Well, I spent a lot of time. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> we can do just sign kidding, language. Chuck. You're all right. Oh, yeah, we love Chuck. Um, uh, go ahead. No, hey, well, we should talk about this other stuff. You wanted to talk about that movie? Well, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Let me ask Jim. Real quick, Jim wanted to talk about uh, success stories. Any examples? Jim, did you want to name a few? Oh, absolutely. As far as transformation goes. uh, Yeah, the people that you were training. Yeah. It's not so much the weight loss that begins. It's the getting stronger. So I, I had this group of women I trained for 10 years, probably 10 to 15 of them. And they, had, they were on a, like a rowing team or whatever. And every Sunday, and sometimes it was the only day they trained. They would come in Sundays. We'd, be, we'd uh, bench, squat, deadlift, yep. press, you know, do some push-ups, get out of there. And uh, I had a, a, I think I've talked about her before. Her name is Rena, and she's about 70 now. And I started training her, and she was like 65. And she's 4'11", 98 pounds, and she's a rabbi. And she started off deadlifting maybe 
eighty pounds, something like that, which is which is pretty okay. good, right? Nice. Yeah. What was your body weight? Ninety-eight. She's ninety-eight. Okay. Oh, that's that's awesome. uh, she that's ended up dead at one sixty-five. Wow. One sixty-five. And at, at ninety-eight. Yeah, she didn't. So that's, like, two, that's like two point five. Yeah. No, no, one right. She get all excited and everything. One point five. What was interesting was that no matter where she went, she traveled a lot. Israel, uh, her parents are still alive, live in Cincinnati, all this stuff. Traveled a lot. No matter what, she caught the bug. She was going to get her training in. You know, she was going to do it no matter what. Um, and then she came in one day and she said, Coach, I couldn't wait to see you. I had to tell you, during the service, I can hold the Torah above my head. I can hold it there. That's really cool. So, yeah, look how that improved her personal life. Yeah, and uh, she, it was funny because she'd go places and everybody would say, "Oh, you're doing this wrong or doing that wrong," and she'd say, "Call Coach Steele. He's he's my." Coach. <laughs> I told her to say that, you know. But and then I, I, I've had a, a few of those females who were super heavy, man, just super heavy, and they would start to get into the weight training, and I would say, "Okay, next step is let's cut back on this, this, and this, or write down everything you eat for three days, and I'll just make some suggestions." And, and, they, and, um, and they and they lived on carbs. Oh yeah, well they don't even know, dude. It's but I'm just yeah. saying when 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 you when you found out what they were eating, uh, and it was all Weight Watchers and L I T E and low right. fat and you know but and it's just well, all snack yeah well. and it was just all industrial insulin spiking carbs. Yeah, so it was sort of like they got the. Strange. Then, then you cleaned them up, and they said, right. "God, you're such a miracle worker." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, they'll they'll be like, oh, "Coach, I saw a little, like a little muscle in my arm." I was, man, you can even mm -hmm. see that better if we just drop a couple pounds. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or you get the question like, "How do I lose the weight right here?" And I'm like, "You got to mm -hmm. diet, lose it all over, and that may be the last place you lose it." But yeah. if you don't. You know, if you don't diet, it's not going to get there. You know, they think a lot of times a myth is that if I just lift weights but keep my diet the same, you'll be able to see all the muscles. It's not going to happen. Diet is is a key. You know, right. yeah. and the walking, particularly if they're older and heavy, it's just walking's enough. What if you if you strap a heart rate monitor on an out of yeah. out of shape person? What you discover is that they easily can generate an eighty percent of age related heart rate max just walking. Well, why we, well, and then, then these dumbass personal trainers that get these people, they like first day, they say, oh, we're going to jog. It's like, what? They won't come back. These people can't. These people, the, the most exercise they've had is walking from the lazy boy to the refrigerator. Right. I had and then you're going to make them jog on day one. And these these guys generate an 85 percent heart rate monitor just walking fast. And they're gassed after seven minutes. But I that's okay. Guy. That's okay because that's what, that would be their jump in. So on day one, they're gassed every, after seven minutes. Man, that's great. That's great. Leave it there. On session two, we go for eight minutes. Right? I told you I had that guy who was 380. Hey. I had him marching in place the first day. Yeah. place for like 30 seconds. And he was dying. He, he's he breaking sweat. He's like, woo. Yeah. 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 Well, you got to start someplace, so that's right. Well, then, but he's he's carrying. It's like strap two hundred pounds of pack on some hundred and fifty pound wise guy and say, "How do you like it? How do you yeah. like carrying around three fifty? Yeah. Okay, what do you think, Mister Mister Smartass? Well, think about how much weight he's squatting getting out of a chair. Oh, that's right. That's a lot of weight. Oh, that's right. 
And that's why when the first thing to do and the easiest thing to do is just make them stronger. And they get stronger so quick and so easy. They just got to do the movements. And they have to be able to do the full movements. That's why we love this uh, cross-court thing, because it literally allows these heavy, out-of-shape people, it, it, it reduces the weight of their torso. So they're able to do things like a 300-pound guy, which I had a guy like that over here not too long ago, and he said, I haven't been able to squat all the way down since I was a kid. Right. And I said, yeah, that's right, because your 300-pound body now weighs 150 because he's leaning back on the thing mm -hmm. and it's taken all the weight. And so now he gets the full range of motion. And you know what? After about six reps, he was like, man, my legs are on fire. I said, that's great. Leave it there. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we're going to push that up to, you know, 10 over time. And then, you know, it, it's all incremental. And the same thing with the eating, right? You clean up the content first, then you can start dicking around with the volume. Right. You can further you switch out some of the content. You can also play around with supplementation. Mm -hmm. I think there's some valid nutritional supplements out there. We love Perillo's stuff, his bars and his powders. I mean, that stuff is magic. We love that. Yeah, I just ordered a ton of it. And, and you can use it if you get pushed, if you have to miss, if you can't. You know what I mean? Like a bar, and a, a bar and shake. I figured it out. If you have... One of his energy bars, which I think is 240 calories, and you make a, a shake, a double protein shake with some of his MCT oil, mm. it's like a it's like a 900 calorie meal, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> it's great, right? But it's it's uh, one plan. You talk about fasting. What you do is you live on that two or three times a day, right? But it's liquefied and see how long that's a, what I'm. Okay, you know what? That's going to be my New Year's thing. What's that? I am going to go, and I've done this before, as I go on this shake only thing. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm going to do the shake in a bar. I like this, it's, uh, this 900 calorie supplement. Yeah, you'll, you'll get the fiber now at the bar. Yeah, because I'm going to use the, uh, yeah, the, the high fiber uh, protein bar. So I'm going to do that. <clears throat> And three times a day, and it's delicious. I use uh, raw milk. To Are you make drinking Budweiser during this time? No, I got to give it up. Got to give up the the beer. Like, uh, I'm actually doing pretty good. Giving it up a hundred percent. I'm going to try. We'll okay. see. You know, um, if I can, you know, I won't. If I, can, if I can make it 72, 74 hours. Yeah, ask him about whiskey, though, Jim. He's got to cut that <laughs> out. Actually, that's the easiest. That's been the easiest thing for me to drop. Because the hard liquor screwed me up so bad the next day. Hey, you remember? <laughs> where was that place in Virginia Beach we always go to the state <laughs> or something? Shuckers. No, the 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 bourbon bar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Paul yeah, walked yeah, in from yeah. Pantera, remember? Yeah, um, yeah. Before he so, died. So JP, Marty, and I are there. I think it was just Marty and I. We were doing some for the some, uh, seminar. No, I just don't remember that place. Yeah, we were doing just for the coaches uh, down there with the special forces. And uh, so, so Mark goes, all right, let's go to that bourbon bar. Let's go to that bourbon bar. So we go. And he goes, listen, don't let me have more than one Jim Beam. <laughs> now, how am I going to stop him? <laughs> He's like, well, let's go more. And then about five shots in, he goes, you were supposed to stop me, man. You failed. <laughs> yeah, he gets you into it. Well, his last well, name is Gallagher. Yeah, you know, it's 
Well, uh, again, my capacity is pretty good on the front end, but it just messes me up so bad. The next day, I'm like poisoned. I know. Right. Man. And if I have to, if I have to be on, or even not, it's just like it's just it's just miserable. <laughs> so, but if you know, I found that if I stick with beer, particularly certain types of beer, there's no there's no after effect. Right. There's no next day. Yeah. Uh, fuzziness, maybe a little, but you know what I mean. Well, it's, so anyway, it's acceptable. It's, it's yeah. funny how we become more um, uh, self-regulating. Well, yeah, that, but we come, we become more sensitive to stuff. I mean, I was just thinking the other day. You know, we just got got through Thanksgiving and all that, and I oh, used yeah. to just put away the food, and I'd be just fine an hour later, you know, and I'd be ready for more. I can't do that now, man. I start uh-huh. feeling sick and. You know, if I pile it on uh, now, I can't eat for, you know, another five, six hours or I'm done the whole day. It's just your body changes and you can't do the things that you used to do. Now, you say to yourself. Wait, no, excuse me. But, you know, I'm the same way with acid. Acid? (laughs) Like with coffee? Oh, oh, you mean like real acid? Yeah. I can't do that like I used to, man. (laughs) Yeah. Got to cut back on the acid as as you get older, man. Well, I couldn't tell you anything about that. Um, let me ask you guys a question. All right, I'll cancel your vote out. Would I, I would I would imagine that most people would benefit by uh, you know getting proper guidance right away by hiring you know maybe like an online coach or something to guide them to really put together a plan for nutrition for for lifting for cardio all that stuff. I mean, wouldn't you recommend that or or can some people just really do it on their own? Yeah, that'd be people like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like me. That's what me and Jim do. That's specialty. Yeah. That's what we do. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're just starting out. We're like, no, if you're just starting out, we'd be the greatest people you ever ran into because we'd set you so straight. You'd get your facts learned so quick. Yeah. That you'd have, well, you'd, you know, you wouldn't have to waste 10 years going, oh, if I, and this is what I hear. So every, and you hear it the same, Jim. Every time they work with us, they go, oh, I wish I'd known this back when I was 17, just starting out. I think your people, you need to have everybody sign a disclaimer for you guys. I I can tell you that. It's easy. Results are easy if (laughs) if your methods are solid, right? No, I can recommend if anybody and anybody listening out there can contact Marty or Jim, uh, but you have to be serious. Don't. Don't come, you know, with with the mindset that you're just going to half-ass it, and they'll kick you right to the curb. They're not going to have anything to do with you because they're all about results. Yeah. Um, don't waste nothing, their time. Nothing personal. I mean, you guys nothing are personal, it, it, but you, people, you know, you guys are the best. So. Us, people that work with us are like lab experiments. Yeah. And we never fail to get results because we've been doing it for so long, and it's just like all humans – have these generalized characteristics and hot buttons. And if you do this, that will happen. And if you strength train them in a certain way, they will improve. If you have them do cardio, they will become fitter. If you combine cardio with disciplined nutrition, they will become leaner. Factually, you know, it's just it's just one, two, three. But you just have to have the situation and the motivation. Right. Let's and talk real mind, quick about... Uh... Just just one goal that we, we each have for the new year, and then we'll go into your thing that you want to talk about. Um, so for Our, me, I, you know, I, I've been battling this leg injury, and for, for months my I pinched this nerve in my right leg. Was it an event? 
No, it wasn't an an event. I was uh, I was uh, out of state, and my leg just started hurting. And when I would get out of the car, I couldn't hardly How walk or stand. Back? It's not your sciatica. No, it wasn't that. It was on. Uh, it's on my right leg, on the on the outer uh, part of my knee. And there right. was a knee, there was a, a nerve in there where I couldn't even curl my leg back, and I couldn't do. Limited, it's just limited to the knee. Yeah, the the knee region. It's not in the actual joint. I couldn't pinpoint it, but it was because it was a nerve. So I went to the doctor. I go, look, I'm having this pain with with my knee, or or, or right around there, and I can't uh, leg curl, and it's real painful. He goes, well, you may have something with your meniscus. So um, yeah. he sends me down, he gets an MRI, and here's what ended up happening. I had this, this um, pinched nerve that I've since worked through, and it, it's gone. I can get back to leg curls and all that. But by way of having that, I, we found on the MRI that I had a torn meniscus, it, which never what? bothered me before. So, yeah. um, which... You know, my whole—I was really doing well with cardio and everything on that fan bike. You know, I was telling you guys about, um, but I had to quit that because I was in such pain. So my goal, my Let's personal see. goal for excuse the excuse me, just for one second, maybe yeah. I just make a quick suggestion. <clears throat> if you take that damaged leg and that damaged knee and just set it in the front peg, okay, in front of you, then you can still push and pull with three limbs. I know, you're telling me that. And you just leave it light. I had a double meniscus tear, and I left both my, I would go down to my fan bike, and I would leave both my damaged knees on the the pegs, right? Those front pegs. Yeah. And they're stationary. They don't move. And I would just, I would just push and pull with my arms and, and break a sweat, right? And I was doing something. And if you just you just learn to leave the leg relaxed, as long as you leave the leg relaxed, it's fine. And you just can push and pull with the other three limbs. But anyway, yeah. that is, it's just something that you can do to train around the injury and get some cardio in. No, just, I got it. But just you, just your arm, just your arms, arms. You, you know, I'm pull. I'm healed up pretty well now, so I I'm uh, I'm going to get back on it. And uh, I don't know. You might want to leave. You might want to leave that one out of the cardio equation for a while. Well, maybe I'll see how it feels. Seriously, I I went through the same thing, and it's it's not it will not be able to keep up with the healed one right now. I don't even know if my meniscus is healing. I don't think uh, you know. Well, I'm just saying. I would I would just treat that thing as something totally different. Anyway, let's keep going. Anyway, go ahead. What's the goal with the knee? Is that what it's related to? Yeah. So my goal is to just get back on on cardio. Well, there you go. Because I was doing so well on that fan bike. Gave you your formula. Send me some money. So, Jim, how about you? What's what's your Uh, main goal? You know, I, I, over the years, have dropped my body weight and stayed steady at a body weight for a certain time. Then I'd drop it and stay steady. You know, like I was 270, then I was around 255. Anyway, so. uh, And you're 5'3", right? (laughs) At at 270, you must have looked like. (laughs) I don't know, man. You must have looked like that that guy in um, the Lord of the Rings, the short guy with the beard. Man, I'm not that short. I know. <laughs> How I tall are you? I'm five eight and three quarters, but I was five nine and three quarters until I have my back three quarters. 
until you're like I got a my si- pack- you're like a six. Ask a six year old. You went up to two seventy and it pulled them all downward. I'm I'm six and uh, I was oh three twelve. Oh man, 312. could you could you see out of your eye slits? No, you were three hundred twelve pounds. Crazy. Whoa, you know I got up to about three oh five one time, but I'm six foot. And yeah, well, quarters. I was six foot at one point. Anyway, so I've been <laughs> so last year I was about two thirty five, and I stayed there. And this year I've been around two twenty nine, and I've been staying there. So I'm thinking right under two twenty and stay there for a little while. So, yeah, it, but so, you're still competing and stuff, right? Yeah, bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. Bodybuilding. yeah. So you're still gonna? I mean, are you gonna compete in two thousand twenty? I want to compete. I hate that if I say it and then don't do it, it just makes me yeah, feel Yeah, well, don't like say it. But but if you do, yes. then you're going to fluctuate. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, but then instead of after the show going back up to 230, this time just, just stop. repeating the same physique over and over. Yeah. So yes. up to 235, down to whatever, 205, up to 235, right. down to 205. Right. Now it's like, well, why don't we just stay off season at 220, right. get down to 197 and present right. something totally different? That's right. And That's then right. if you get totally ripped at 197, go, hmm, now what if I push this up with two, two, 207? Yeah. Right? And, and just like that. I mean, that's the way we think. And that's it's right. just like you refine the package one way or the other. I think between all three of us, we need to get Chuck Miller up to 312. Yeah, well, good luck. I think he could do it. He's he's about, what, 5'10"? He's no, shorter than no, 5'9", 5'10"? Yeah, exactly. Chuck's, okay, main, Chuck's main ambition for many years was, and he had it well thought out, was to own a self-storage unit. Because he had it figured that that would have a been the least unit or a whole thing. No, the whole thing, because that would be the <laughs> least the least possible physical activity a man could have and still make a comfortable living. I like that. That's good. You still have to worry about it, though. That'd be that a would make a good Seinfeld episode. Yeah, again, yeah, and, and then I told him, I said, and you could just sit out in a lawn chair and tan all day. <laughs> I never knew that about the tanning. I never knew that. Oh, he's incredible. Uh, he got laid off uh, for a whole year, and um, I mean, he looks Samoan by the time. I mean, he just like <laughs> it'd be like two white eyes coming at you, and it'd be like uh, there was a period of time it was like he came in one time. I said, "Chuck, they didn't recognize you with your shirt on." <laughs> oh, really? What's What's a goal that you have, Marty, for 2020? Well, I'm strong. I feel strong. So I want to retain that. But, uh, yeah, you know, always in the first of the year, it's like, because, you know, after the holidays, it's like you get thick and full and the natural inclination as well. I'm kind of, I'm kind of over that. So, uh, you know, lighten the weights up a little bit, increase the reps cut back in the calories because you just don't feel as like right now we're eating big. I just cooked, man, I had my first helping of, uh, a, uh, pork roast with potatoes and sauerkraut that mm. I made this morning in a pressure cooker. Mm. And I had my first serving of though. And I mashed the potatoes up with butter. And, mm. and, uh, so that I had that at ten thirty this morning. <laughs> mm, uh, you know, that's this is the winter time. This is the kind of stuff we end up doing. We eat more. This food smell better. They taste better. 
I had I had ribs that I smoked yesterday. What did I have two days ago? I had some, you know, marinara sauce with some incredible pasta and you know if and, we ever do the the hunting camp thing all together you're cooking you know yeah i'd be, I'd be like gabby hayes the, yeah. the, camp, the <laughs> chuck wagon cook yeah and i'll, like bitch, I'll, 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 I'll bitch at you guys all the time i'll bitch at you all the time as soon as you come in i say you know could you not get me some decent animals yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean these things are pathetic how do you expect me to make anything decent when you bring me in uh, three squirrels and a half-eaten rabbit. Yeah, with, no know. rabbits. They're too lean. I wish uh, I wish you lived closer because I'm going to have about 10 pheasants tomorrow. Mm. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah, well, pluck them and uh, then get on online and figure out what to do with them because that is supposed to be if it's – oh, I wonder if you could – I wonder if you could uh, sell them to a restaurant. I want to eat them, dude. I well, eat yeah, them. you should do that. Well, then you got to pluck them. you yeah. got to treat, treat them like a, like a chicken. Yeah, I. You know what I've done before? I've actually rolled them in pancake batter and fried them. They were really good. But you've parted them out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you, as long as you can crisp them up, almost any kind of coating is going to work. We, I, we currently use oat flour because Stacy can. It doesn't. She's not allergic to oat flour. Okay. So <clears throat> we coat all the, you know, the sauté. We use a lot of olive oil. We also use a lot of. Uh, mct coconut oil to cook in what uh so what's your goal oh well i want to i want to lean out i'll you know i'll probably roll into the first of the year probably 220 and probably want to get down to 195 which is not a big deal and i would probably let me see four months would be april that'd be perfect that's my birthday so that'd be a good time uh, and it's not you know it's just a matter of locking it down and again so between now and then I'm going to eat good and just get my fill of thick, rich foods. So when it's time to, you know, drop the hammer, it's just like, well, man, I am so ready. So, I am so sick of pork chops. Yeah, you're ready. <laughs> I am so sick of gravy. And, and I just, you know, you know what I mean? It's yep. like, so now it's like, and I usually will kick it off with a fast and a shake fast. First, you start off with no- nothing. Then you go as long as you can, which might be a day or two or maybe three. And then you start up with the Perillo shakes and maybe with the bar and see how long that lasts. Then when you start adding food back in with the light proteins, eggs are always a great way to come back into regular food, mm. right? Stuff like that. And um, you, you, de- you develop your taste again. When you fast and you take the food away, uh, your taste buds unclog. Our taste buds are clogged with chemicals, and uh, so when they get clogged up, only the most extreme taste will mm-hmm. penetrate. Yeah. That's why people like like mall food because it's so outrageous; it it penetrates their clogged up taste buds. And it's like porn. <laughs> well, After a while, <laughs> somebody. Uh, I, well, I had never thought of it. Okay, you know what? Now that you mention it, you know, first off, it's like you know, soft, even the even the soft stuff will do it, and then by the end, it's like holding hands. Come in. Wow! In the, in the beginning, holding hands used to well, get me off. Listen, speaking of movies and all that, uh, the, the guys have a, a uh, interesting segment here they like to do once in a while. Uh, they asked me to call yeah, them. We're going to do it all the time. We're going to do it every week. They asked me to call them the Siskel and Ebert of strength. No, we didn't. Uh, you, you brought that up. I'm, I, <laughs> so that's what we're going to call them. Uh, 
Marty, you want to go first? Jim, what do you want to review? No, no, no. Let's let. All right, you know. Well, let me go because I know what he's going to say. So, real quick. Um, uh, so the book that I picked. I don't know if you can get this book. Three more reps. Oh, oh, well, yeah, it's on Amazon. Is it George yeah. Snyder and Rick Wayne? And uh, this is the first volume, and it actually was an influential book on me as a as a writer. First off, Rick Wayne was a good writer. Great he writer. Liked, loved Rick Wayne. He, he was influenced by Hunter Thompson. He was kind okay. of a gonzo stylist. I couldn't uh, wait stuff every month. I couldn't yeah. wait. Uh, so what he did is this guy, George Snyder, he's no writer. Snyder put up the money for this, and he was a successful, I don't know, had fitness places somewhere where's this olympus olympus gym and spa somewhere in pennsylvania yeah i made some money so but the book is how many pages it's It's 195 dollars on ebay or something you're kidding me is that right yeah no but i've seen it on amazon this is this is 200 pages and so what what the format is it it has arnold schwarzenegger frank stain ed corny franco colombo Columbo, Mike Menser, Robbie Robinson. Good lineup, right? Yeah. And what the format is, is he has a little bio, and then he goes into the exact training routine. So, and this is taken when these guys were at their peak. So I've, I've gone to Arnold a bunch of times, so I'm not going to bother you with yeah. Arnold, but let's say you go to, uh, oh, I don't know, you want to go to Robbie or do you want to go to Menser? Robbie was a high-volume guy, right? Yeah. Uh, for sure. Our Franco, uh, Franco and Arnold, virtually identical. Menser, mm-hmm. uh, let's just see what he had. So here he is. And I'll tell you what, and he's got good photographs. Menser could just do a beautiful vacuum. You've got a picture of him doing a vacuum in here. And it's just like, that's what they should make the guys do today. I think they'd have heart well, of that's a big topic of conversation. <laughs> that- I don't think, yeah, they can't do it. Yeah, but they're 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 starting to because the judges are looking. It's like at me that. trying to vacuum. Well, it's, long, it's, long, it's all uh, determined by uh, the the audience. You know, as long as they fill the auditorium and make sales, they're gonna they're gonna keep the judging the way it is. Once they see the the audience attendance drop off, that's yeah. when they're gonna start changing it. So well, here's they've changed, what, it. they've changed it because Arnold came out and said, "I'm tired of these bubble guts." You know, we need to have uh, more realistic, you know, not like the, a layman physique, but something where people can say, man, I think I could look like that or I want to look like that. And his point was even yeah, he well, at 235 could do a vacuum. They have that for physique and all that. Yeah, yeah. I know, but he's talking about for bodybuilders, too. Anyway, all right. Well, they can't. I want that book. I want that book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll sell you mine for how much? $400. 500 bucks. Um, so here's what mentor. Here's. Monday, Thursday routine, chest, pec deck squeeze to failure, incline press with barbell with forced reps, flies with dumbbells. Um, and he said he would do up to four cycles, no pause between movements. So he's doing, uh, he's doing a uh, four, a giant set. Right. He's doing pec deck, incline, flies, no rest. Uh, no, you know, one, two, three, rest. One, two, three, rest. One, two, three, rest. Then, same day as does triceps, Nautilus tricep extension to failure, weighted dips done to failure. 
uh, how many rounds? He does two to three. Uh, oh, plus he does two to three four straps, and he'll do two cycles of this. So he'll go uh, tricep extension, dip, rest, tricep extension, dip, rest. So that's on Monday and Thursday. Oh, wait a minute. Now, also on, so he's doing thighs also the same day, Monday, Thursday. Heavy leg extensions preceding leg presses, followed by squats, followed by leg curls. So one, two, three, four. One set of 10 for each. Mm-hmm. Now, he talks in the parallel squat, has, uses 475. And it's like, so Mike, are you going to walk into the gym, load up the 475, and do your one set to failure? No. You're going to come in and you're going to do 135, 225, 275, 315, 365, 405, 450, you know, 435, and then your top set. So what is it? It's powerlifting with four straps. Yeah. Okay. So don't tell me you're going to walk in off the street and do, you know, 400-pound bench presses and, you know, 500-pound squats with no warm-ups. So it's not one set to failure. And so they, then four straps. They have everybody's routine on there? Yeah. And then we, the, on uh, Tuesday and Friday, his back routine, pullovers on the Nautilus, underhand close grip chins, mm-hmm. one, two. He does uh, t- two cycles of this, eight reps, eight reps. Then for his delts, he does uh, lat- uh, Nautilus lateral raises. And then he has that uh, uh, pre-fatigue, his front presses. Mm-hmm. And then his for his biceps, he's doing um, four strap heavy barbell curls, and then uh, which pre fatigues his his concentration curls. And he's mm-hmm. doing a lot of calves, although I don't know why Mike had, Mike was born yes, with the best good. calves and forearms I've I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, maybe Dorian Dorian may have had better calves, but Mentor had great calves and great forms, and he didn't have to do anything for him. So uh, that's the book. And if you can find it, if you're a bodybuilder, a high volume bodybuilder, and this is the book to get because it was written at a time when there's no commercialization in this. This wasn't written by Weeder staff writers. Right. We we're trying to sell crash weight gaining formula number seven or Mega Mat <laughs> 4000. Remember yeah, I think it was actually from transcripts from one of the seminars uh, George Snyder oh, yeah. put together. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the rough outline. Uh, that's where they got the training from. But but Rick would knew most of the guys, and he'd do these little, pretty well written bios, uh, kind of introing the guys and explaining who they were and why they were great, and then good photos. Yeah. In uh, in bodybuilding, you need it's it's a visual art. Black and white. And, yeah, black and white, and so photos are photos are everything. And, uh, you know, I, I'm curious as to how Robbie Robinson trained, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm going to train that way, right. but it's interesting to see how the high volume guys did it. And there was a very uniform method mm-hmm. Zane, you look at, you look at the guys in here other than, uh, Menser and Zane, Franco, Arnold, uh, Ed Corney, all of them, they all trained the same way. They all did the high, high volume, uh, six day a week, you know, um, what Jim, four exercises per body part and, and moving really fast too. Yeah. Fast. yeah. Marty, yeah. 
That's what they did. And they didn't do cardio back then. So this was kind of a cardio thing, too. Marty, you've actually you've actually done a uh, an article uh, on Arnold that came out of Rick yep. Wayne's book, yep. and you talk about how he did uh, seven hundred and some sets a week. Yep. That's huge. So like when a, like you read a that job book, in the coal mine. does he st- does Arnold stand out uh, above everybody as far as volume amount no. or no. so no, they were all kind of, kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, Twenty-seven body parts, six days yeah. a week. Each body yep. part, three days a week. Yeah, yep. not year-round, not year-round, but you know, last Ar- 15, 12, 15 weeks before a contest. Arnold, Arnold kind of took it to the next level by instituting the double split. Yeah, and in the double split, you'd come in in the morning, and then everybody and then then come in in the afternoon, right? So you'd do it twice a day. So you're coming in twelve times a week. Well, you'd have to to get the body parts in three times a week, right? <laughs> Yeah, and they were they were doing like um, sixteen sets of forearms. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. And and they were doing a lot of straight set shit. I mean, why not why not superset forearms and calves? Yeah, they but, didn't know, man. They were they were the guinea pig. But I mean, there's yeah. no contrast there, so you you have the time, right? Right. Maybe like, why not superset pull downs and chest? I mean, if, what's the big deal? They're bodybuilders. Yeah. They're not setting I, any damage. I always wonder. I always wonder if what if the the high volume guys. What if they would have flipped it over and done like the the Mike Metzger heavy duty, like you know Dorian Yates? Would they have got the same results? I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, I mean, obviously better. they got great results. You look at Robbie. You look at Arnold. You look at Sergio. Those guys look great. Yeah. yeah. And if they had had the modern drugs and the modern stuff that the, and the modern nutrition, nutrition was in the Stone Age, too. I mean, these guys were stopping off at the pie house after they worked out. <laughs> you know what I mean? They well, didn't know any yeah. better. There was, there was no nutritional breakdowns on food packages back then. The pie house is still there in Venice, I heard. I'm just saying that's the kind of place that they go. They didn't know any better. Uh, still, you look at Sergio, you look at Arnold, they had great, they, they, they had it going on. Very athletic looking. But, but no, you guys are right. These guys were the guinea pigs. I mean, what was before them to follow? Nothing really. I mean, they were setting the, you know, the, the benchmarks and things. They were the first modern of the truly yeah. modern. I'd say maybe Bill Pearl, maybe Reg Park. Yeah, but maybe Marvin passed before that, though. Uh-uh, not Grimmick, not no. Nah, there's old guys. That was a different time. Yeah, and and it was seen more of hey, if you can't be an athlete and do this, so they were doing a lot of stuff on the bars and you know. Yeah. Muscle, also, muscle. I don't. I don't think it's coincidental that that uh, Reg and Bill were also the first in first steroid guys too. Oh, uh, is that right? Oh, come on, man. What do you think? They got that way on, on Wheaties? Everybody's on drugs. I always think everybody is. I just don't. I just know that when I've read Pearl's uh, interviews and stuff, he's always said that he never took anything. No, that's not true. He would say that back in the day when they first started out, they someone told him that um, they made cows bigger by giving them these uh, steroids. So he said, well, give us some of that. Uh, I've never read that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, you know, later on, he said, you know, he was, you know, didn't also he was vegetarian when he won the 197, it was a 70 or 71, won the Mr. Universe. He should not have beat Sergio Oliva that day. Sergio was so much better, but Sergio had a big mouth on him. He insulted people, was a little grumpy. (laughs) 
he started complaining on stage. First off, Sergio used to take like a two-hour pump up. Yeah. And he'd stay massive, but he would deflate if you he was got cold. So they had him out in the cold stage, and Sergio's deflating like somebody's letting the air out of his tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's going, We need to take a break and eat some lunch. We need some food. Of course, for Sergio, that's like three thousand calories. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, and they didn't do it, so he got pissed off. And I, I don't know if he slapped a promoter's kid. Some oh. incident happened with like a ten-year-old kid, and then Bill, Bill Pearl said, "Come on over here, son. I'll give you the autograph." And then apparently it was the promoter's son. And anyway, Pearl beat Sergio, and it's like, "Are you kidding me?" Bill didn't have a, a cut in his thigh his entire life. No, they said he had a great uh, presentation. I'm sure. Yeah. Who knows about what you said, what go on in those old days, man. Hey, at the 1964 Mr. America, Jerry Daniels beat Sergio Oliva. Sergio took fourth. Oh, my God. Oh, that was it. It was incredible. He had never trained. <laughs> All right, so that's three more reps. Now you want my movie? Yes, sir. The Irishman comes off. It's with De Niro and Pesci. You know who else is in that? Ray Romano. Looking very good. Very dorky. Did you see it? Yeah. How? Okay. I, I mean, I thought it was amazing. Mm -hmm. What's What's amazing to me, and although Scorsese uses a lot of the same uh, film angles that he does in all these other movies and the oh. same kind of music, you know, same mm -hmm. genre and things like that, it always works. It always works. And and it just the, the three things struck me. The acting of Pesci was just... It's the first time I saw him act where he wasn't, he was a bad guy, but he didn't act like a bad guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's the first thing. He was just amazing to me. And I haven't seen him in, in anything in so long. And then De Niro was just, what's amazing about De Niro is, is you actually believe that's the person. That's how good he right. is. You right. know? Um, and I was, I, was, I was talking about him the other day. I was like, you know, Politically, all that stuff, I can't stand a guy, but I'll watch every one of his movies because he's so, so good, you know. Um, and then just the way that it was made, you can just, the quality of the director versus other movies that I've seen, it's just, it's night and day. It's night and day. The way he sets the scene, right? He always has those really flashback scenes. Mm -hmm. They're always so well done, and, he, and they make guys look so much younger, and then... You know, they know how to act when they're 70 versus when they're 30. You know, it's just it's just amazing to me. And, the, you know, it's off the book. Uh, I heard you paint, I hear you paint houses, which was years ago. A guy came out and said he was the one who killed Jimmy Hoffa and this and that. So that's what it's based on. And Al Pacino in this is amazing as Jimmy Hoffa. Um, you know, I, I, must, I must admit, I didn't realize it was Al Pacino for the first 10 minutes. How good was he? I mean, it's just it's just the quality of everything. And, and if every movie was like that, I'd be watching them all the times all the time it's just uh it's i give it a you know a nine out of ten and i just don't know if it could be a ten but you know nine out of ten it's it, it's a worth seeing on it's all i saw it on netflix first day it came out so they that was make so, that, at, so that was that was siskel i guess i don't even know which one yeah, i guess that makes i guess that makes me ebert so, are you the fat guy or the so skinny it sounds guy? like we got two thumbs up for today oh i hated it Ah, I knew you'd say something like that. I hated the movie. I thought it was plotting. I thought it took ah. forever to develop. 
I was so disappointed. I was expecting so much. Well, there you go, ladies. And I was expecting rich <laughs> fellows. I was expecting the Godfather. That's different. You were expecting and a barbell it, scene. It was slow. I thought oh. it was slow. Now I will give you. I thought yes, they were. It was excellent acting, excellent makeup, uh, excellent scenery, excellent. Uh, they captured the era. Yeah. Perfectly with the cars, the buildings, the clothes, everything, all of that perfect. I just thought it didn't develop. Okay, in the end, he shoots Al Pacino. Didn't we see that coming? Are you going to tell the ending? Whoa, yeah. I mean, what do you think it's about? (laughs) Somebody (laughs) shot Jimmy Hoffa. Right, okay. We know that. Yeah. Before they, whatever they did with him. Yeah. Uh, so this is this this is the story of that, but I, I just didn't I didn't connect. I wanted to connect to it. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, right? I'm a fan of Scorsese, but I just thought that, and I thought it was very predictable, as from a writer's standpoint. Um, I didn't there. I didn't find any unique twists or turns. I didn't find anything that was like mind blowing. You know, like oh, I didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, but that's, that's okay because, you know, we're entitled to see, you know, different things. Some people like yeah. blazing saddles. My wife thinks I'm an idiot for liking it, you know? Yeah. I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> yeah. I love blazing saddles. We should Except do that. Alex Harris knocked out the horse. That was good. I don't know. That was one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll pick up on that. We'll pick up on that one another time. Yeah. Top, all right. Top Top five comedies of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. So, listen, that was Siskel and Ebert of Strength. Yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Um, check out Marty's weekly column and podcast, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. Also, pick up Marty's books, Purposeful Primitive and Strong Medicine at Iron Company. Uh, visit Iron Company for all your gym equipment and flooring needs. Let us help you brand. Um, with uh, brand your club or brand your uh, your corporate uh, workout facility with our private labeling and laser engraving for free weights, gym flooring, and more. We've got it all. Just contact us. We'll give you a quote. And finally, new Jim Steel articles can be found on our article section at Iron Company. Um, and he's also working on one right now for... Uh, Kind of the topic that we talked about today. So that'll be up in, I think, about two weeks. And you can also check out his website, Bass Barbell. That's B-A-S-B-A-R-B-E-L-L, BassBarbell.com, for training, motivation, and programs. Jim, anything new on the site? Pheasants. Don't forget, anyone who wants to purchase pheasants. Yeah, pheasants. pheasants. But you do articles on all kinds of stuff on your website. It's not necessarily about working Yeah, the next I wrote one the other day because I wouldn't let my son go out to recess because he didn't have a jacket. It was 56 degrees. Yeah. And then yesterday they said that the jacket wasn't big enough to go out. And then he's not allowed to wear shorts. So we should probably, I should probably write something about the softening of our. Well, I think of you our should. Occasional. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no, right, guys. Principal said me uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Principal said it was building policy. What the hell does that mean? Send me the policy. All right. How dare he talk to, that way to uh, Ebert? Or are you, you know, Siskel? All right, guys. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Bye. All right, boys.